Hey everybody, and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, and this is our third episode of our Games of the Year podcast. Now, you're going to hear me call another one the third episode, but that's a lie. Don't pay attention to that. That one's actually the the fourth episode. episode. This is the third. That one's the fourth. Don't be confused. It's, It's okay. Today, we are doing the first part of our overall... Uh, categories, which is things like most surprising game, best new IP, fun stuff like that. Joining me is Joel. Yeah, I'm still confused on what number this is, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be a great show. Exactly. Exactly. And Brian. For, I believe it's episode four where I will say I'm confused, it actually starts here. (laughs) Yes. The space-time continuum is uh, strong with you, my friend. We're we're breaking the space-time continuum here. So, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now on with the show. Alright guys, so our first category up uh, tonight is most surprising game of 2015. So, uh, Joel, you want to start with that? Uh, Yeah, let's do that. Um, So this category is an interesting one because I think if I was going to look at games that I had not played, I think Splatoon was probably the most surprising game of 2015 um, just because it's a game that I, I... just didn't think was going to do anything but it seems like it it really nailed what nintendo is kind of known for unfortunately i never played that game so i I couldn't actually vote for it uh in good conscience so the game i did vote for in good conscience was life is strange because that's another game that i thought and if you've listened to this podcast i called i thought it looked like anime uh (laughs) but i was way wrong on that uh and i've at least repeated myself four times saying i i was absolutely wrong it was not anime and uh it ended up being Easily one of the best games of the year. Um, I think if I was at Telltale right now, I would be playing that game over and over and over again and trying to steal as much as I possibly could um, because I think where Life is Strange takes the Telltale formula and it makes it a much more personal, much more engaging experience that feels more true to life even though there is uh, time travel So um, and, and some other kind of crazy sci-fi stuff but uh, i think life is strange is fantastic and it was a huge surprise coming from a developer that hasn't doesn't have a great track record coming from square enix which um you never know what's going to come from them so indeed uh, it had a lot going against it but uh, life is strange would be my pick for most surprising game of the year yeah it's um it it was definitely surprising uh i, I know i've said this before but coming off of remember me i i was right. not excited about this game at all like I, I was sure that I was going to avoid it just because. Remember me, you know, it wasn't a terrible game. It just is one of those games that's in a genre filled with a lot of games that are way better than it. Um, and there were also just a lot of weird little things about it, like the dialogue, which is one of the best parts of Life is Strange, is atrocious in Remember Me. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was absolutely surprising, Brian. Uh, mine was uh, the Taken King for uh, Destiny, because ha- ha- a year later, how was that game supposed to get any good? What could they possibly have done to it to 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 change my mind on just the craziness they put out last year? I'm gonna <laughs> fight against you on that, Brian, just a bit. Okay, 
Okay, so my, I, I have not played anything but the beta for Destiny. I thought when I played it, I thought it was a great looking game. I thought it played great. Um, but the only complaint I ever heard about Destiny was it didn't have enough content. Yeah. So I feel like they had an extra year to make the content that should have been in the base game. There go, you know, okay, this is really the Destiny release that we should have got a year ago. So, yes to most of that. Okay. Um, and I think that what surprised me, that that, that kind of leads into what surprised me most about the Taken King is the rest of the changes they made. So they added content. And now it's kind of got, especially if you go back and you read some of the, like, the crazy development stories that went into this that I think Kotaku did. Mm-hmm. Um, now it kind of has the amount of content it should have had at release. But it's the other changes that they made. Changes to, like, the loot system. Um, kind of getting uh, getting more into, uh, like, a kind of an events calendar. Um, rather than just having kind of static with nothing in between uh, the, the different expansions they've done. Uh, so I think it's those little changes, especially like the major one, and I, I, I link it back to Diablo all the time because they literally brought those guys in to kind of teach them what to do. Um, it is that is that loot change and and going from a kind of a fairly static drop system um, where you needed um, certain pieces uh, in order to advance to a more um, kind of random driven system, uh, but where the random is actually in favor of the player. Uh, where you are more likely to get something um, to advance your score, to, to advance your light score, uh, rather than not, until you get to the end game, and then it kind of balances out, and you're 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 looking for one or two pieces at that point, not specific ones, but one or two kind of bigger ones, and so it it, it all kind of rolls into itself. It makes the 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 grind, which was probably Destiny's biggest biggest fault outside of. Um, the lack of content, uh, it, it makes that grind uh, appear less and actually feel um, like it's not as weighty on you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I just... It was already a good game, but I, I see where you're coming from. It is more than just content, because there was the huge complaints of just, hey, I, in order to get to the cool parts of this game, I have to grind for hours and yeah, hours and, that's and the, hours. Like, at, having played the beta 2, like, there was... I don't know if I'd go so far as to even call it a good game. It was mechanically sound. Yeah. Uh, but the, like the, the part, you know, I, I, the, that part just didn't matter to me. And like every, it was everything else that kind of fed into it, especially with such coming, like having other experience in other MMOs and seeing where this was drawing all of its, uh, kind of eggs from, uh, <laughs> like looking at how many cracked eggs there were when they all came together, it it made the whole package feel especially less than. So that's that's kind of why it surprised. It, right. it not only surprised me in the fact that they managed to uh, to bring it together into kind of a cohesive piece, uh, but that it was one that I really enjoyed so much, and I enjoyed without like feeling sorry about that enjoyment. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like, and on the one hand, it's surprising, but on the other hand, the expansion was a little more expected. Not necessarily expected of, you know, the Taken King, obviously this is going to make it good, but I don't know, You, from all the reviews that came out a year, or a year and a half ago at this point, I guess, 
Um, you know, looking at the game, it's like, you know, the, the base is there, and they need to build upon it, and they need to make the game what it should be, in a sense. And so, it feels not quite so surprising in my mind, and a little more like, yeah, well, of course, this is what they should have done, you know. Yeah, <laughs> which. Okay. So, yeah, I, that's kind of where I was going. Uh, the other side of that is um, the fact that they came back a year later and it wasn't, um, you know, I mean, for a lot of developers, this would be two, three, four years down the road. And they might not even get it right the next time. Um, and I think it's taking something away from Bungie to say that um, their mechanics, like, I, I mean, it, their mechanics were obviously enough because it, even with Destiny base game, a lot of my friends list was playing Destiny throughout oh, yeah. the year, and it's it, that was always nuts to me. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was just surprised to even see kind of Destiny on the list because it was one of those games where I feel like it was already good to begin with. Now it, it had a lot of problems, but um, and once again, this is coming from someone who hasn't played it, so it's totally an outsider perspective. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that, in a sense, it's, yeah, it was already good to begin with to a certain point, but at the same time, the the expectation versus what people got, there was such a big dearth there, and there was such disappointment with the game that people were ready for content to make to make their enjoyment of the game justified, in a sense, maybe. I don't know, and that that's also completely from an outsider's perspective. Um, I periodically download the demo for uh, to Destiny, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot, and then I never do. Um, I, I delete it to save hard drive space, and then you know, a few months later I'll be like, you know what, I should give that a shot. Um, and I probably never will, though. But uh, It's fine. But yeah. It's definitely not your kind of game, job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, for sure. I know. But, you know, if I did play it and enjoyed it, then, you know, that would be like Joel playing The Witcher or something. You know, it's it's not unheard of for crazy things yes, to happen. It could happen. It, it could, could happen. happen. The only problem is Jonathan wouldn't have... I guess he could go back and buy all Bungie games, but I don't, I don't know. I basically already have all those, though. I know. That's, exactly. That's where exactly I was going. <laughs> and, the, and the other reason that it shows up as my most surprising game is because the rest of my stuff on my list is kind of like, is kind of like known quantities. Um, you know, like there were... Like, there, my list consisted of like you know the witcher 3 arkham knight fallout 4 final fantasy like all of these things are things that i kind of went into knowing kind of what they'd be like mm -hmm. and even the ones that were more mysterious on my list um you know kind of your hell divers um the heroes of might and magic that kind of stuff that wasn't stuff that i went in with any real expectations to yeah so there, if they were good true. hey you know they that's were good really but good if point. they weren't then whatever yeah, that's a really good point, and I think that says more about our industry, like the video game industry as a whole right now. Um, that it's it, it's really hard to be surprising because I feel like yeah. we know so much about these games before they come out. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's actually working against a lot of games. I think um, probably helped Fallout <laughs> to only come out and show once, um, and then just come out. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think we do know probably too much about games, and so it makes this category even tougher. Sure. Yeah. And there's and you know what? And just James for the most part, games are okay right now. Like, you know, coming out there there it takes I think it take it doesn't take a lot for them to be bad, but it takes a lot for them to be really bad. Yeah. And the the amount of games that are coming out now that are just playing like really bad without anything to show for it are are fewer and far between. 
Unless mm -hmm. you go on Steam. Yeah, oh, yo, yeah, totally. That's, a, that's like a that's waste. That's the wild west of, yeah. It is. You see every so often you get like a picture of Mega City 1 and the rest of it is just you're going outside to die and be eaten. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, How about you, Jonathan? How about you, Jonathan? Me? I, my, yeah, my game was Life is Strange. That's... I I was not expecting that game to be any good. Uh, I did buy it earlier in the year, um, after I think episode one had come out, possibly after episode two had come out, uh, and you know there was all this positive buzz about the game, and it was on sale on Newegg of all places, and I was able to get uh, I think I looked it up the other day, and I want to say I was able to get the entire season for like seven dollars. Uh, which is ridiculous because I think it's normally like 25. Right. Um, and even, you know, on like Steam sales, it's only been like 12. Uh, and so I got it for $7 and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait on this because I did that whole waiting thing between episodes on The Walking Dead and that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Um, so I, I picked up, I didn't start playing the game until the fifth episode released. And then the game actually takes place. Um, in the span of one week. And so, you know, the game starts on, like, Monday. And uh, not each episode is a day, but um, kind of each gay day gets touched upon in the game. And so I actually played it almost in real time, uh, which was kind of a, a weird, cool little thing. and also made for just a really long week, in a sense. But, um, but yeah, I just I wasn't expecting that game to be good when it came out. By the time I had started playing it, I was, I was expecting it to be good because of all the buzz, but there was still this thing in the back of my mind that was just like, this isn't gonna be good. Like it's, I, I know the the other game that these people made, like it's just it's just not. Everybody else is just diluted for some reason, and uh, and I went into it and just absolutely fell in love. I mean, it's it's such a good game, and I didn't expect it to be. And and for the fact that you know it's it's pretty high up on my top five for the year uh, was also really surprising because even as I was playing it, I was like, you know what? I think this is going to earn a top spot. But then there's this moment in episode four that's just heartbreaking and brutal. And I, you know, looking at that, I was like, you know, this actually might be a, a, a contender for game of the year for me. And that's, I feel like saying a lot considering the Witcher three came out this year. Um, and it, and it was a contender. It didn't actually make it, but it was a contender. Um, so yeah, Life is Strange um, all the way. Great game, and just wasn't expecting it to be. So Good times. Uh, the the runners-up for most surprising game, uh, number three is Splatoon. Uh, number, <clears throat> excuse me, number two is Until Dawn, uh, which I, I feel like that works pretty well there. Um, I, I didn't... I didn't expect it to be any good. I, I don't think Sony expected it to be any good. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's probably true. Um, but uh, but yeah, so people seem to to really like that game, so that's pretty cool. And uh, the winner for most surprising game is as it should be, Life is Strange. Woohoo! Yay! Very nice. All right. Very nice. Moving on from that, uh, we have the only kind of bad award. Uh, we used to have more of these, but uh, this is the only one that we have here. Uh, and it is Most Disappointing Game of 2015. 
Uh, so for me, most disappointing game. I yeah, I'm glad we've gotten rid of a lot of the negative stuff. Um, and I, I think that yeah, I mean I think, huh? I said you would be. Yeah, well, I mean, to Brian's sentiment earlier, besides Steam stuff, I mean, I do think most games are actually pretty good nowadays. There's very few things that come out that are just atrocious, um, but there there are a few. Um, yep. In fact, looking at this list, those are some of those are not great games. Um, the one that I picked was actually not on our list, but it was The Order 1886. Um, mm-hmm. That is a game that I think is bad. I think it looks great, but it has no substance whatsoever. I was completely bored with everything about that game. Um, I thought the setting was cool, and it did nothing with it. I thought the characters were cool, and they could not be any more boring once you start playing that game. Mm. Um, the mechanics are really flat. Uh, basically, it's really pretty to look at, but otherwise, it's there's almost nothing there, and it takes like four or five hours to beat. Um, yeah, it's a complete waste of uh, uh, it was a complete waste of money and uh, it's unfortunate I think that game could have been something special but uh, there was nothing unique or interesting about The Order 1886 it felt like a game that should have came out 15 years ago um, besides wow. the visuals so um, yeah I would say that was my most disappointing game of the year alright Brian? but it was so cinematic Joel it was cinematic <laughs> but it was like Sony's only first party game really for the first half of the year right um, yeah, they, that was that was kind of a lot riding on that, especially for it to kind of come out to such a like kind of such a weak pop. Yeah, yeah. And I I remember being super excited about that game, and I remember the turning point uh, for my excitement was actually at PSX last year, uh, because Joel, you had seen it um, yeah before, and you yeah. had talked about it looking rough and uh, not being excited for it, and I was like, you know what? They have time to work on it. I'm still going to believe that this is going to be okay. I'm still going to believe that this is going to be awesome. And I remember going into PSX, and they start off with this gameplay clip, and you have the main characters um, rappelling down the side of a Zeppelin, which that sounds pretty cool. It's like, wow, all right. You know, it's got this crazy steampunk um, world with werewolves and the, like it's the Knights of the Round Table, but in the 1800s and they've got guns. Like this is this sounds fantastic, and they're they're on zeppelins. Like this is great. But then when the game starts, you're you're inside the zeppelin in like this kitchen area, yep. and it is just the most generic like cover base shooter ever, and it's just ten minutes of cover base shooting inside a Zeppelin, which shooting inside a Zeppelin should be great, but you don't know that you're in a Zeppelin when the, the demo is going on, except for the yeah. fact that they showed that off at the very beginning of the demo, and it's just your average cor- corridor shooter, and I was yeah. like, okay, this is their big moment. Like, the game is coming out in two months. Yep. They need to sell me on why this is awesome. Like, the premise is already there, and they should have shown one of the most exciting bits of the game to say, hey, this is what's cool. Yeah. And it was the most just, just shootery shooter of all time. That Sadly, was... that was one of the most exciting bits of the game. <laughs> Actually, Brian, to your point, yes, it was. That was yeah. one of the best parts of the game. Um, that's yeah, that, point, that's yeah. even worse. <laughs> so, Jonathan, like I had saw it at a preview event, and it, was not, it, was, it looked really, really rough. Um, but like I did not see it. For 
the issues that I ended up having for that game. Um, so I thought it, it had some major frame rate stuff. So I think they spent a lot of their time. I mean, you got to remember that game was delayed a few times. Right. Um, they had to have spent their time just polishing and not adding content because um, that game was in a real rough state. It, it was crashing. It was freezing. Um, there was it was not a good demo. Um, and, and now looking back on it, I mean, they've only really they only really showed two different stages. Uh, the one I saw was a snippet of what they showed at E3 that year, uh, the year before it was released, and then the last demo was the one you're talking about, Jonathan at PSX. Right. Um, they really showed those two places, and now like coming to think of it, well, with five hours to, of gameplay, uh, there's only so much you can show without <laughs> showing the entire thing. Um, right. And so yeah, that game was just super disappointing. Yeah. I believe you. Yep, yep, yep. Brian? All right, I'm done being negative. Go, Brian. <laughs> my turn. Uh, my most disappointing, disappoint, disappointing, uh, disappointing game of 2015 uh, was the not-so-incredible adventures of Van Helsing 3. Mm. Uh, last two years... The second one, either, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the first one was great. Yeah, uh, I know the you second like one was a little worse because they kind of leaned into the whole "I'm gonna play with memes" thing, um, and everything was kind of a, a pop culture reference to a culture that just doesn't exist in that world. So you know, you do it a couple of times, that's fine. When you base kind of a whole game on it, and that's like every joke that there is, it gets kind of wearing. Uh, this game, the what was nice about that game though is that I got to I got to continue along with the character that I had played in the first Van Helsing. So my, uh, this, uh, kind of magic engineer dude, an arcane engineer that I had with this crazy kind of like hyper gun and uh, shooty stuff, mm-hmm. um, it was very cool getting to play with that and getting to kind of, you know, break the game with, uh, some of the high level stuff, uh, it was neat and at least it played well overall. Um, Van Helsing 3 just completely broke the entire trilogy. Uh, they switched, uh, their classes up. Um, completely to the point where uh, the classes that you played before in the other two were not available. Um, they were split down further into like six different specializations. Um, I found one that was kind of close to what I played before. Um, still not great, but it was okay. Uh, and then they went further down the meme hole. Uh, within the first like four minutes, um, you know, you've already uh, you, you've kind of saved this uh, troped out. Um, a werewolf uh, from this little machination thing and then, you know, ended up having to kill him. And then you end up in this cell with vampires and next to the vampires is this uh, 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 black NPC uh, called the Daywalker uh, who makes jokes about uh, being put in jail for not paying his taxes. Um, which nice. obviously goes... Yeah, right? It's a big Wesley Snipes uh, blade joke. Yep. Like, really? This is where we're going with this? And the whole rest of the game was like that. Um, the story didn't really keep up with what was going on in the other two um, it really wasn't a great conclusion to anything and then the parts that they kind of promised to tell about Katarina who was one of the more interesting characters and kind of the NPC that traveled along with you um, that really didn't pay off that was nice those were that, those were some of the high points in part 3 um, but it was it still wasn't it wasn't what I was looking for after 3 games and so that's that's mainly why it's the most disappointing game I, I played this year. Hmm. I see that going the potential three games. completely yeah. wasted. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that's unfortunate because I do know that you really liked that first game. And that's I think in some ways disappointing sequels are, are the worst disappointing yep. things. Yeah, totally. Because that fir- that first game was so had so much promise, especially yeah. with just the weird world that they put forward. Sure. Well, if, pe- if people want to play the one you liked, I believe that's free on Xbox One right now. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or games with gold. That is. I don't know how it plays totally on a console, true. but you know, like yeah. for sure. I fi- I figured you played mouse and keyboard. And that's exactly. I played it like I like you would play Diablo. So yeah, that's what I figured. But so yeah, Diablo is on console as well, there, sir. And I I think yeah, I but, tried it with uh, a yeah. with a controller because they did kind of have the ability to go back and forth. Um, but I just, you know, it wasn't comfortable with the way that that game was set up. So, mm-hmm. seeing what Blizzard was able to do with like the uh, the Diablo console port, um, you know, if they managed to do something similar with the Xbox One, then there's no reason why it shouldn't work. Sure. Indeed. Well, my uh, my pick for most disappointing game of 2015 actually changed last minute. Uh oh. Um, and when I say last minute, like right before all the voting was done, not like right now. Um, my original pick was actually Saints Row 4 Got Out of Hell. Um, which, you know, there's. That game could only be disappointing to an extent because of how much I'd built up what that game, what I wanted that game to be because of Saints Row 3 and 4. Um,. And, uh, you know, yeah, it it was disappointing. It it barely had a story. Uh, The best part of that game was given away in a trailer um, in that uh, there's a a musical portion of it that lasts about five minutes where um, Satan is singing to his daughter Jezebel about why she, like, can't marry the saints and stuff like that. And Johnny Gat sings, too. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um... But, uh, but yeah, that was revealed weeks before the game came out, and so I took that to mean that there was going to be more of that stuff. And no, that's, that's the only part where people sing in the entire game, and it's, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, but the fact that, you know, there are no real levels, the entire game is just made up of uh, kind of the mini challenges that you do uh, in all the other games. It, yeah, the flying was great and everything, but it was just, it was just disappointing. Um, not that it was, you know, bad. It just was, it was disappointing. But, uh, but that got knocked off um, a couple of days ago when a, a sequel to a game that is also one of my most beloved franchises of all times was released. And that game was, that game is Rayman Adventures on iOS. Oh, you oh no, was that bad? Action Rayman game. What, I, what did you say, Joel? I said that's the uh, microtransaction. It version is. Of it is the microtransaction oh. version of Rayman. So Those now you know how I so felt. Great. Yeah, you know how I felt after Plants vs Zombies when they made Plants vs Zombies Two. Yep. Because uh, yep. I played that one for one for probably fifty hours, and then they did two, and I'm like, oh wait, there's pop-ups every five seconds. Like I'm yep. out. Yeah, and it, it's there. There's so much that I don't like about it. There's the fact that you actually control Rayman's direction. Uh, which complicates the game. Um, but then there's also, there's just this sleazy feeling to the way that the uh, the microtransaction stuff works. And I, I'm not even entirely sure how it works into the game, but I've played Ubisoft microtransaction games before, 
And I don't even want to invest the time in this one to see where it leads because I've played them where it's like, oh yeah, this, this seems totally doable. I'll, you know, I can play this without having to pay money. You know, I enjoy it. Sure. I'll get like the $5 starter pack because, you know, I want to give the developers some, some money because I, I enjoy this thing. Uh, so I'll get that. But then, you know, whatever they use for, for currency just runs out incredibly quickly, and the game is basically forcing you to, to buy stuff. And I don't, I don't know for certain that this game is that way, but because of the other Ubisoft free-to-play games that I've played, I can only imagine that it is, and I don't want to see that happen to Rayman. Um, so if you like Rayman games on mobile go play jungle or fiesta run because fiesta run is huge like i still haven't actually beaten that game because there's so much content in there it's it's great and they, they've added stuff to it this year there's actually two entirely new areas in that game and it was the uh, um free app of the week like four or five weeks ago so that's nice it up. yeah and it's yeah it is just it is absolutely phenomenal so if you like rayman on on your phone, then then go play Fiesta Run because it, it really is just absolutely phenomenal, um, and and Rayman Adventures is just annoying and it's sad. That, that's my pick. So so um, our most disappointing games. Uh, we we had a number of votes on this one. Most of them are single entries. Uh, we got some. We've uh, got Fallout Four is actually on there. Um, Alan voted for Saints Row Got Out of Hell, uh, Evolve was listed, uh, oh, a few a others, one. but, um, but the winners are, is actually a tie between The Order, 1866, and Batman Arkham Knight, which obviously the people that voted for Batman played it on PC. Played it, played it on, on the PC. PC. Uh, <laughs> which I will say, like, I, I haven't given Batman too much crap in, in these episodes, uh, but I also, it hasn't been my pick for most things. Um, because I, on my PC, it, it ran pretty well. Uh, I didn't have near the problems that most other people did have, but in a sense, my not voting for it in some things has to do more with, like, it's not the game's fault that it had issues on, um, on the PC. Uh, it's, it's the WB's fault and the, and the way that they handled like all of that, uh, it was just really gross. Um, and I, I feel bad yes. for everybody that had those problems. So uh, it's, it's kind of like a taking a, a stand for all the people that had problems that even though I didn't have them, like I, I just haven't been voting for it for some stuff, um, which, you know, it's sad because it is, it is it's the best Batman game out there. And if you've got a PlayStation or an Xbox, then you should go pick it up um, because I, I don't even know if it's fixed on PC now. I haven't checked into it, but I know when they brought it back on the store, I think it was in October, apparently it was still just as broken, uh, which is terrible because the, the way that it was broken for people was, was really, really broken. Um, I got out pretty scot-free by only having to reboot the game every hour or so. Um, other than that, it, you know, it ran absolutely fine. So, so yeah. There's our, our most disappointing games. Now on to fun new things. Thank goodness. <laughs> Didn't want any more of that downer stuff. Uh, <laughs> so our, uh, our next category is best new character of 2015. Joel? We're skipping around, aren't we? 
best new oh sorry okay best new character no oh. that's that's the next one on the yep, list yep. Joel. <laughs> you, know, you know why as i skipped yeah. down because i'm like oh these are going to be my same answers over and over again so i, I could just move on to the next category <laughs> where i'm going to have a different answer uh, uh so i skipped ahead a couple um so no surprise here um yeah i, I almost picked uh evie and jacob and uh, assassin's creed syndicate but unfortunately, they are great characters. The story in Syndicate is nothing to write home about. In fact, right. I think um, it really lets them down because they have some great dialogue, but the actual overall Syndicate storyline kind of doesn't go anywhere, uh, which is nothing new for the Assassin's Creed franchise. Uh, you don't necessarily play those games for the story. So um, they are not the second coming of Ezio. Uh, they are great. But uh, my favorite new character this year was Chloe uh, in Life is Strange. Uh, without repeating myself, I will say Chloe is the most realistic uh, portrayal of a teenage girl in a video game, I think, of all time. And that's all I have to say. All right. Very nice. Brian? That's fair enough. Uh, mine was uh, was not on the not on the list provided. Uh, mine was Nick Valentine from Fallout 4. Hmm. Uh, Who's that? Nick is probably the second or third companion that you meet, depending upon uh, how you go about playing everything. Okay. Um, and he's part of the main story. And okay. he is um, a synth. So in, in the Fallout universe, um, there are these uh, human-looking robots uh, that the uh, this institute has developed. Um, they actually, there were two of them that showed up in Fallout 3, um, and there was a big quest line about kind of finding them and then kind of reporting back and saying, hey, you know, these guys are out there. Um, a big part of that because uh, Fallout 4 takes place in Boston, which is where the Institute is based. Okay. So a real big part of that uh, deals with synths and their place in society and whether or not, um, you know, they could they should have the same rights as humans and that kind of thing. Um, and, 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 like, how they... They can trick people, you know, that you might not know that the person you're talking to is a synth because that the the kind that are being put out now look so human. So kind of like replicants. Uh, yeah, very very similar to replicants. Okay. Which is what my wife just said. She's like over my shoulder. She goes, "Oh God, Blade Runner." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nick, uh, Nick is very obviously a synth because he has a hole in his neck um, and uh, some on the side of his face um, where you can clearly see. Uh, the, like, robot parts of him. Um, he was a prototype uh, from, like, 20 or 30 years before, and he is basically a uh, noir, uh, like, a pulp noir detective um, as straight out of, like, the movies. Uh, okay. Straight out of the black and white movies. Uh, to the point, you know, like, he talks with the same kind of cadence. Um, he uses the same kind of, like, uh, you know, like... Uh, uh, the, the same words and the same kind of gestures. He fights with a like he he comes with a he has a revolver. He wears the standard kind of trench coat and um uh, and like a uh, hat um, that you would expect. And in fact, at the end of finishing like the part of the quest that uh, the the quest that he's a part of, um, he actually gives you a trench coat and a fedora. Nice. Yeah, that you could go around because you've you know you've made detective and you can help him out now. Um, so it's it's kind of a really. He is such a really neat, um, just both person and kind of like a weird anachronism in like this this kind of very fifties based future. Um, to have not only a 
like a robot dude who doesn't look like all the rest of the robots, like the Mr. Handys or whatnot that kind of float around the world with their jet engines and, and or like the, the big sentry bots. Uh, but to have this dude um, who is, you know, quite literally a synth, uh, but everybody treats him normal because he's not trying to lie to them. Uh, hmm. The hole in his neck and the holes in his face and like the rest of his body, you know, prevent that. You can clearly see he's a robot and it's that kind of like honesty and the fact that he is so willing to go out of his way and help people as a detective um, in this weird, like, kind of noir role he's playing uh, that, that that kind of endears him to everybody. And I, he was the most easily the most memorable person out of uh, that I remember out of Fallout 4 um, and probably the most memorable person out of, like, the last couple of Fallout games that I remember. Hmm. Nice. That's really cool, um, especially when you get like a character that's in a giant world, and like that's the one that like stuck out to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. And I, it helps that he comes along, and he is um, he is a part of not only the main kind of story quest, um, but that it's 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 a big quest, and it, it's one of their uh, ones that's kind of better put together. But that it's he is such a, a he never like breaks character as it were. It is always this like whole mystery that is going on and you 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 expect there to be a femme fatale and you expect all these things to happen and it kind of holds true the entire way even down to the fact that when you're kind of pushing your way through this missing and you're fighting like what should be other 20s gangsters it's totally ridiculous given kind of the scope of where you are and what's going on but at the same time the like his his ability to root himself in it and kind of bring you along and kind of say both rescuing him and then helping you get out of there uh, kind of makes everything just seem like it fits. Nice. Very nice. I would have loved to have played Bread and I Am Bread, though, just to see what kind of character that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, is he sourdough or, you know? Heck, I, I prefer no, no idea. Bread. No idea. <laughs> But let's not get on to food, because that can take us 30 minutes out off topic, and we have a lot of categories left. We do. So I apologize for saying that. Let's. Let, who were the best new characters, Jonathan? Well, you didn't ask what mine was. Who was your character, Jonathan? Oh, is it Sourdough? No, it, it, it's Chloe. It's Chloe, without a doubt. Absolutely. It couldn't be anybody but Chloe. I know. That's um, why I skipped ahead on so, the categories. Yeah. I'm like, I have no new answers. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, the third runner up for best character, and I actually, I totally didn't expect, um, anybody to vote for this. I just thought it would be funny, but, uh, the number three character that came out in 2015 is Bread from I Am Bread. Go Bread. Um, so good for him or her, depending on, you know, the, the bread. Um, the, the number two is Evie and Jacob Fry from Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Really? Yep. Genuinely, I mean, they're great characters, and I, I just think they're not held up by a great story. But um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe looking back on Ezio, maybe he was, they, those weren't great stories either. So, um, but he was a great character, and so are uh, sure. Jacob and Evie. It's been a while. I think what makes those two great is how bad the last couple of Assassin's Creed characters have been. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I think it was with Black Flag. They were talking about how I, I remember somebody talking about how how great um, Edward is that was that his name? Yeah, and from yeah. Black Flag, um, they were talking about how great his character was and how different he was 
from all the other assassins. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? He's he's like a cocky guy that kills people and, and drinks. He's every assassin in the yeah, Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, like he's a, he's a white male. Like they're all exactly the same. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the fact, the most different character was uh, Connor and Old Man Ezio. Like all the yeah. others have been identical. Well, it, that's that's typical, as in uh, like looks and kind of like bravado. I, I think Edward was different because Edward just didn't care. Well, sure, and he I, didn't yeah, actually, I guess he didn't start caring about the whole. Um, you could say he never really cares about the whole assassin Templar thing, right? Uh, but he didn't really get super involved until like chapter 10 of like chapter 12 even jacob and evie are less interested in the whole assassin's creed like like uh whole templar thing like you go after templars but they're not with the same vigor that like um Ezio and what was it connor in assassin's creed 3 yes yeah yeah i need it's not even they're not even to that point but you do go to um Edward's mansion, which is pretty cool, um, from Black Flag. Oh, the mansion on the island? Uh, no, the Black. What's his name? So from Black Flag, the character's Edward, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a mansion in London. Yeah, because oh, he, he oh, goes oh, back okay. Okay, to uh, to London after the end of the game. So. so you get to go find the uh, steer. I'm totally messing this up, but the Jackdaw's um, wheel, which is pretty cool to see it in another game. That's hilarious because what you. Nothing. You actually oh. find the Jackdaw's wheel in the uh, the DLC for Black Flag Freedom Cry, the one where you play as Adewale. Oh, really? Yeah, you uh, you actually find that in like a sunken wreck or something like that. So that's well, I'm glad they around. found it because it's now in London and it's safe <laughs> and sound in the basement. Oh, uh, that's that's Spoiler. that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so Evie and Jacob are number two. And then the the best new character of 2015 is Chloe. Yeah. Chloe Price. Absolutely. Uh, So on from there is best new IP for... Life is Strange. Okay, go ahead, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing left to say. I can't can't think of a story. I can't think of a good way around it. Yeah. So so I have to look. Apparently, I didn't write anything down for this one. I only gave um, Alan the excuse to just shout out Life is Strange, Joel, so you're going to have to hold yourself back there just a little bit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, There wasn't even anything close to me, so go ahead. Someone else take it. I think I have new answers for everything else. So yeah, Brian, you didn't write anything down. Um, I I completely missed this question. I have no idea how I did that. Um, Just disc, disc. Best new IP. So you you could change things. You could you could rock the you could rock play, everything. What, what else did people pick? Because I honestly I don't think I played a lot of new IPs this year. Okay, so our, our the ones that I put down we had the Beginner's Guide, uh-huh. um, Life is Strange, uh-huh. Ori in the Blind Forest, yep. Rebel Galaxy, and Splatoon. Those yep. were the uh, the ones that I put down. Uh, Pillars of Eternity was also voted for, and Bloodborne. Um, All those are yeah. yeah. Didn't play any of those. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was even thinking, Brian. Like we talk every week, I don't, I can't think of an IP for you that you that would be new. That yeah, the, I'm looking at my list of stuff right now. Yeah. Um, Victor Vran uh, was kind <laughs> of a, it was a, a rather middling um, kind of like action RPG. Not that would not have put that down for this. Uh, Helldivers uh, was by the guys who did Magicka. Um, that was kind of a top-down um, four-player. Uh, kind of you're a space marine going out to kill 
stuff in alternate galaxies. And I mean, it's got Super Earth in it, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> Probably wouldn't put that down. Um, Axiom Verge is very cool. It I probably makes this just out of being the only other one that I played that didn't come from something else, even though it was kind of thematically inspired by Metroid. Sure. Um, and the only other thing I could come up with would be something like Heroes of the Storm, which was uh, Blizzard's um, entry into MOBAs that opened this year. Um, and that was really good, but uh, since none of those make any difference in this vote... Yeah, they um, don't. Yeah, so. no. Yeah. I've right. got nothing. That's so, crazy. So when I, when I think of this category, I... I don't think of just, like, the best new game that is not the sequel or tie-in to something. Um, I think of it as kind of best new potential franchise. Um, And so, like, with Life is Strange, I I didn't actually vote for that one uh, here. Because there's part of me that really doesn't want a sequel to Life is Strange. Um, I, I would be okay with these guys, you know, doing another episodic tale. Totally. But I really don't want it connected to Life is Strange in, in any so way. So I, um, I, I will make a quick argument for why I put this one sure, in New yeah. Pets because I'm, you actually brought up what I was thinking when I did this. Um, so for me, Life is Strange, I would like to see more Life is Strange. I would like to see totally new cast of characters, but I think the age that they were going after, the stories that you can tell in there, I think would be fascinating. And it doesn't have to just be... Um, time travel and and where my head was at even when I was thinking about it is you look at um, and I've made reference to Daredevil and Jessica Jones I think on pretty much every episode of this game of the year stuff but uh, they're both set in the same universe Um, they have a very distinct style that's very similar to each other but they do things very differently Um, Daredevil is much more of a beat-em-up action show where Jessica Jones is far more slow and methodical Mm-hmm. Um, and more of like a crime drama. Um, and I think you could keep Life is Strange in the high school realm, but change what's strange about life. And it doesn't have to be time travel. It can be different elements, and you can change it. Um, it doesn't have to be just like drama with, uh, like, you know, like to the extent that Life is Strange. They can make it smaller than that. It doesn't have to be as big as Life is Strange gets at time. So I think that's a franchise, I think, I don't have a lot of confidence that they can do this, but if they if they went back to the drawing board and said, "Hey, like, let's do something in this kind of vein again, but make it different," um, I, I think it could work, and I think this could be a huge franchise uh, that could make some really cool offshoots. But um, it's going to take them to reinvent it again. I, they can't just make this same game uh, in a different setting. Uh, they're definitely going to have to work at it. Sure. Sure. I, I agree with that, but yeah. I, I know where I know where you were going with it too, because um, I do not want to see these characters again. Yeah, uh, I mean it's kind of like a, a Last of Us. Like I, I don't want a Last of Us two. Um, uh, well, you're going to be disappointed next. Yeah, year. I'm. I'm sure <laughs> that's going to happen. I'm with you, um, though, John. but at, at the same time, and like I agree with you, it's like it's not necessarily that I don't want the. Like I'd be okay with another game set in the Last of Us universe. I just don't want anything to do with Joel and Ellie. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm with you. I, I've. Heard um, proponent of that game and i don't want to see those characters again they yeah. just it was such a special experience i, right. I actually don't want to see the last of us too i'm sure i'll get excited for it sure uh, yeah uh, i feel like it's going to be very similar to how i got excited for walking dead season two like uh right. telltale's game 
Um, I got excited for it, but I just couldn't get myself back in it again. Yeah, yeah I, I I would love to see a different game in that same, um, either that same time or one that kind of explored what the hell happened. Sure. Um, yeah, I think I... that would that would be really yeah. neat. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't need to go back to Joel and Ellie. I don't need to find out um, what what happened after the end. I love the way they ended it ambiguously, mm-hmm. with just the cut to black. Right. Um, it, we don't need anything else from those two. Right. Yeah, I almost feel like that's why I liked like The Walking Dead 400 Days because it had nothing to do with sure. the storyline from season one, and I actually don't really to it. Um, so, and then when season two came around, I I played episode one. It was super competent, um, and I think I played episode two, but I just couldn't get myself to the same level of care that I had for uh, season one, and I, I feel the same way about. Um, the Last of Us, and, I, and the same way about Life is Strange. Like, I just don't want to go back to these characters. I want to go somewhere different. I want. I like the atmosphere, and I like the world that they've built in Life is Strange, but I think there's some cool things that they could do, and that's why I was trying to make the comparison between um, Daredevil and Jessica yeah. Jones. Even oh, though yeah, they, absolutely. They're, they're probably going to cross over and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, they're, they're absolutely going to cross over, because they're, there's, uh, what, they're doing two other TV shows, uh, and then they're going to do, like, a big... Um, like many Avengers uh, for TV, uh, the Defenders. The Defenders, right? Yeah. By the way, Luke Cage, that's going to be a great series. He's a pretty yeah. cool guy. Luke Cage is awesome. Ooh. Yep. Luke Cage, is, and I haven't even finished. I haven't even gotten that far into Jessica Jones, but just the character himself mm-hmm. um, is is fantastic. And yep. uh, that that joke uh, they make uh, mid coitus in that first episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. So Jonathan, you didn't pick Life is Strange. What did I did pick? not pick Life is Strange. So, uh, so again, the the thing that I think of is like, what do I most want a sequel to? In a sense, that is new, and uh, and that's absolutely Ori in the Blind Forest. I would love to see Ori in the Blind Forest two, blinder and more foresty. Um, <laughs> Blinded by leaves. Yes, uh, that game is is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, very much like Axiom Verge. It is totally inspired by uh, you know metroidvania style of of game and it is it is very much that but um i i absolutely love what they did with the mechanics what they did with the art style and i would totally dig a uh, a game where you know it's i don't know how it would be connected in the story and that that doesn't really matter all that much to me uh at this point but i would instantly be excited for a, an ori in the blind forest too and so i would totally totally like that and you know they could it could be ori 2 you know the the forest has eyes or something i don't know what whatever they want to do i'm on board so so that that is my pick cool um that didn't win uh that actually got second place uh for best new ip and the the best ip uh, or new ip of 2015 is actually a tie between life is strange and splatoon that's cool. I, I, I think Splatoon's is cool. a good pick. Yeah. Um, and I think they could keep that franchise going. I think uh, for the younger audience, what a cool game to get them into, like, shooters with that doesn't have, like, people's heads exploding and stuff. Like, it's just Absolutely. a really cool yeah. idea. And hopefully what they do with their new console allows for a cool Splatoon 2. Yeah. Or, you know, just a, a Splatoon HD because uh, Nintendo's sure. getting into that. Sure market as well uh <laughs> speaking of which most anticipated games yeah 
So is it Skyward Sword HD? Is that, is that uh, your most anticipated? Okay. No, it's actually not. <laughs> so what, what is your most anticipated game of 2016? Uh, so this category is probably this one's fun because there's there's a lot of games I'm excited for. Um, next year, like I was I was making the list for this, and I was like, man, next year's could be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I had to just yeah, stop. Good. Yeah, good. Right, right. So there's um, a game that I can't believe I let you get away with not putting on this list, um, even though I I had full ability to add it myself or let you know so uh, the onus is on me thanks joel but zelda for the wii u i oh, yeah. list and i completely forgot about it because who could remember that that game is potentially ever coming out it's who we'll even thinks it's coming out next year yeah not me right um, so actually so one of the things the reason i didn't put that and also the reason i did not put horizon zero dawn is those games don't have concrete dates yeah. And, um, uh, so everything else yeah. has either a specific date that it's set for. Now, whether it actually comes out at that date is irrelevant, but it has a specific date or a specific time frame, like June, because I, No Man's Sky wouldn't have been on this list, except for the fact that just recently they actually announced, um, I, I think it I think it may actually be June, uh, when, when that game is supposed to come out. So, so that that's actually... That would have been my rationale for not having that's, uh, Zelda that's really Wii U. Good rationale, and I'm glad you didn't because I would have voted for it, and I think I voted for it last year. Um, <laughs> my uh, most anticipated game is Uncharted 4. I cannot wait. I got so much joy out of Rise of the Tomb Raider, and I got so much joy out of the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection that I am so excited for uh, the end of the kind of Uncharted franchise like i'm just really excited to see what they do with it um i'm a little nervous uh what they showed at psx and what they showed at the video game awards didn't necessarily excite me too much uh but what they showed at e3 was pretty uh incredible so i'm really excited to see what what happens uh with uncharted 4 and how they put that together they've been hitting home runs since uncharted 2 so we'll see but uh yeah that game's I expect nothing but uh, a spectacular uh, ending experience for Nathan Drake. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that as, as well, just because, uh, especially with not the E3 demo, but um, it may have been PSX last year. Um, I don't remember. Was PSX last year just the, the really brief trailer? I think I don't so, remember. yeah. Okay. I don't remember much. So it, it was the first uh, bit of gameplay that they showed, and it, it's kind of the area where oh, it's a multi-tiered... Yeah. Um, yep, yep, level where okay where he's jumping year. around and he's he's got his own grapple hook yeah yep um so so watching that and seeing just kind of how they've changed the combat to include a lot more verticality and the ability to lose enemies where like once you're found they don't just all instantly and forever know exactly where you are um and uh, it just like the, the the tightness of the shooting, and even the like the the way that they've changed the reticle, uh, were a lot of things that seemed very much inspired, or not necessarily inspired, but um, just from what they learned with making The Last of Us. And I I enjoyed The Last of Us a lot more than I did the Uncharted games, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing how they kind of continue to mature their version of the the third person shooter. Yep, me too. Right. Uh, I also uh, put in a, a vote for uh, Uncharted 4. Um, I, I, well, I want to see what they do with the shooting. I'm actually really 
intrigued to see how they kind of get Nathan rope back into it. I mean, if we remember the end of Uncharted 3, um, it was very clearly kind of a uh, ultimatum put down by Elena. And if anything has been kind of concrete between all the Uncharted's, it's been this kind of off and on again, growing relationship between uh, Nate and Elena. And, uh, you know, like at the end of that, she was like, I can't take you flipping going out on these damn adventures all the time. <laughs> it's either me or this. And clearly by the scenes we've been shown, he gets married. So yeah. he's kind of given up that life. And we know that it's his brother that brings him back in, but I'm really interested to see just how far he is drugged back into this hole. And that, I, I because like those, the, like those characters actually mean stuff to us now, I really, I really can't wait for that cutscene where he has to kind of meekly explain to Elena that he's going out again. <laughs> The, the one thing that I hope, and I don't think that they'll do this because, um, as I've said before, story's the, the best thing that, that Naughty Dog does. Um, the, the one thing that I hope they don't do is use Elena to be what gets him back in, that she gets captured or, or something like that. That's... No, I think I, I honestly I think they're too good for that. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. It's, I'm not, I'm not really worried about it, but at the same time, I'm a little worried about it. I would not be surprised if uh, it runs kind of like he goes out with his brother, uh, ends up doing something, she finds out about it, and gets really pissed. Um, he actually decides that he's going to pull back, and she's like, "No, are you crazy? You have to go finish this." Sure. And then at the end, it turns out she's pregnant. And Uncharted Five in like ten years will be Nate's son, <laughs> voiced by Nolan North. Of course, just yeah. like uh, just like Superboy and uh, Young Justice. Exactly. Um. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm also like super looking forward to XCOM Two. Um, XCOM was such a a fantastic uh, game from like two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, I I kind of can't believe that they're starting with just um, the PC, uh, but at the same time, like, the PC copy of uh, XCOM was really good as well, so I can't wait to see what they're, what, uh, what Firaxis is going to do with that, mm -hmm. um, and that's coming out in February, so likely we'll see that before we see Uncharted 4, which is awesome, because I have something to play until then. Um, other games on this list, uh, none of them are, all of them are possible to come out next year, Two or three of them are, are maybe sure. Like No Man's Sky, who knows when that'll really be out. Yeah. They say June, but that doesn't mean anything. No. Quantum Break, um, sure. Those are, those are the Alan Wake guys, you know, whatever. Yep. The Witness? Ha 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 The greatest trick Jonathan Blow has ever pulled is the fact that we'll never see The Witness. <laughs> we'll never and then the witness division is, The Witness. The Division has to be holiday next year. There's no way they're getting that thing out by, like, March. Yeah. No. Especially with postponing the alpha and betas. That's, yeah, postponing that stuff and then still saying, oh yeah, but it's still going to come out like March 8th. You are crazy, yep. Ubisoft. Crazy. Yep, yep, yep. I do hope that game is really good, though. I would really like it to be. I I don't think it will be. Um, I, I, I still have hope. I'm, I'm glad you do. I don't know why <laughs> I do. Especially in them, but I do. Right. Um, so, so I normally don't read through all of these, but I'm going to go ahead and do that for this year. Um, so, well, before I do that, I'm going to talk about mine. Uh, so my original vote was actually for No Man's Sky. 
And I am super excited about No Man's Sky. I, I've been just dumb excited about that game, even with as little as we know about it and as as vaporous as that, you know, release window probably is. Like, I don't care. Like, that game just looks awesome and it looks yes. too good to be true which means it is but i don't yeah, care no. <laughs> like i'm 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 still excited for it but as i started to think about it i realized that there was a, there was one game that's coming out next year and i i forgot to even put it on this list um and i didn't remember it until well after watching the the psx stuff um but there's there's one game that's coming out next year that it's going to make me buy a console and that is the remake of ratchet and clank Yep. And I am so excited. That's a good pick for for Ratchet game. and Clank, um, because like just like I have recently gone down this deep dark well that is Tomb Raider. Last year I did that with Ratchet and Clank, and it was glorious. It was it was fantastic. Um, and so I I'm super excited to to revisit that first game. Um, you know, with with just ridiculously beautiful graphics and again kind of all the stuff that they've learned through making the other ratchet and clinks and the, the other games that they have including um you know sunset overdrive which i, I recently picked up because i have an xbox now so i haven't played it yet because tomb raider but um but yeah so excited for for ratchet and clank like that is i'll i'll be getting a ps4 with my my tax return next year <laughs> Dude, so, and then you uh, will be like fully invested in the new generation. I know, rocket. right? It's like, crazy. Oh my God. Maybe we should all play some it's, Rocket League at that point. <laughs> It'd be like 2015 all over again. It would be. It would be. Um, but yeah, so a uh, quick rundown of um, the, the games that people are excited for. Somebody did vote for Zelda Wii U. Uh, X XCOM 2 is, is on there. <laughs> Persona 5 uh, people are excited yeah. about Dark Souls 3 uh, Fire Emblem uh, Fates that was that was voted for other stuff that was on the list uh, you got the new Far Cry Primal coming out uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about Deus Ex Mankind Divided uh, I think that's going to be pretty good that, that last one was pretty good so um, the new Hitman game which you know that's already been postponed once who knows if that'll be postponed again I don't know uh, Quantum Break the the guys at Remedy make really sharp things, so I think that'll be pretty cool. They do when they uh, come out. When they come games, out, they, yep. those games look really good, yep. and they normally have something going for them. They have Indeed. some of the longest development cycles. They but do. Yeah, when they come they out, really do. they really do. Um, but uh, but yeah, all that looks all that looks pretty cool. But our uh, our winners here are so the uh, the runner up is actually a three way tie between the witness Dark Souls three and Tom Clancy's The Division. Mm. Um, the witness does look pretty great. It does, uh, but like The Division, I I don't actually expect it to come out when they say it will. Um, but it it's pretty unanimous. Everybody's excited about Uncharted four. That is uh, the should. most anticipated game of next year. So, all right, uh, let's take a quick little break here. Well, uh, we took a short break there, um, 
Yeah, for you it was much shorter than it was for us, but um, but it was still a break. Alan's with us now. Hello. And uh, we are going to continue with our last four categories for this episode, and that the the first one is best multiplayer experience of 2015. So Joel, why don't you go ahead and take that away? So, I feel like I can finally talk about something that isn't Life is Strange. Um, so that's nice. Uh, for me, best multiplayer experience uh, was easily Rocket League. Um, Part of me expected I... you to say Madden, actually. Did you? Yeah. Oh, just, um, just because. Yeah, it did have a pretty good multiplayer experience, but I mean, I would say I, my, my percentage is like 50-50 whether I'm playing that online or not, whereas okay. Rocket League, it's an online multiplayer game where all you do is play against people, and it's tons of fun, and it's one of the only multiplayer experiences where I don't care who I get matched up with because the games are great, whether you win 5 nothing or win one nothing in overtime. Like There's just tons of fun, and it's like watching um, like little toddlers play soccer. Everyone just runs after the ball, and everyone's just following the ball, and um, it's just is mass chaos, and it's tons of fun, and uh, I've just continued to play it since it was released, and uh, I've even spent a little money buying stuff for my car, so. Nice. Nice. What, what kind of stuff do you buy for your car? Uh, like little decals. I also bought the back Hats. of the car. Hats. Hats. I bought the DeLorean a month ago. Oh, nice. Or two months ago. It, that's a nice model. And when yeah. it goes like super fast and it does the whole yeah. glowy thing, that's really nice. Nice. I actually don't use it anymore, but it was cool at the time. Um, <laughs> I've gone back to my initial uh, setup, but uh, it was cool having the, like everyone had DeLoreans for like a couple weeks there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. Alan? Uh, Rocket League. For pretty much the same reason. Uh, uh, Joel said, it was, uh, "It was, you know, again, it was also fun because this is like the first time I could actually vote for a sports game in the sports category." But um, yeah, now ruined Madden's chances this year. Yep. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was a lot more fun than I expected, so it gets my vote. Very nice, Brian. Um, so I, I thought about this question and. Part of me really wanted to put down Destiny, uh, but then the majority of that game I played with either by myself or with like random strangers, and I kind of enjoyed the by myself stuff more. Um, the few times I did play with people I know, that was great and fun, um, but I still feel like that like that game to me is still kind of like such a loot grind that I put it in the same kind of ballpark that I put Diablo in and that's mainly just a, I need to sit here and just find stuff for myself so I don't need to be with other people with that um, however I had a really really good time with Heroes of the Storm um, and I found that super surprising because I'm not uh, much of a PvP person and being that that's a MOBA that's kind of all that it is and I had a really good time with it uh, I like the you know like the different characters you could play I like that it was far simpler, um, and the the people when I was playing were far less toxic than anything that you hear about regarding like um, like uh, League of Legends or Dota. Um, so it was really it was really cool. It was a really nice ex- really nice experience um, because it forced like there was no other way to not play other than with people. Um, it's kind of uh, it's a little bit social even though if you do some of the AI stuff where it's just kind of uh, your team cooperating against an AI team, 
um, you don't really have to talk to anybody. Um, but at the same time, like as far as multiplayer goes, um, I, I think that was kind of the best experience I had this year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The, the the only multiplayer experience I had this year was Madden 16. Um, and I, I didn't really feel like I could no, vote for that. For it. I, I didn't actually <laughs> vote for it. Um, because, for. yeah, I just, I was like, I... I played this for an hour, hour and a half, and um, hey, let's let's be honest though, Jonathan. It's okay. It's a, yeah. it's a safe place. You can say how much it really should have been your best game of the year. <laughs> it's okay. You can admit it. You've been wrong uh, for the three and a half, four years we've been podcasting together. <laughs> <laughs> Madden has been like your deep, deep yep. secret that uh, I know you've been playing so. <laughs> How crazy would that be? No, that is yeah, that is not the case at all. Collecting yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd show up next Tuesday for a podcast if that was the case. He has every Madden since like ninety five. Um all sealed. <laughs> right. All, all sealed. Yeah, Actually, if I did that's just the way voted that would be. Madden, I would have been shocked. Just like you were shocked that I voted for the Witcher. Like that would have been my moment where I would have just been like, Wow. This is crazy. Like, I don't even know how to comment now. <laughs> just the fact that you played a couple games of Madden just warmed uh, a little spot in my heart. Yep. Yep, but it's... So even though I I played the multiplayer and enjoyed it, the, the weekend that I played it, I also spent a lot more time playing Just Cause 3 and just passing the controller every time somebody yeah. died or we completed a mission. And that's not really multiplayer, but the fact that I had both of those games and could play either one, and the fact that we spent like 14 hours in in Just Cause, like, I, I don't know. Obviously, I had more fun with that as a quote unquote multiplayer game than than Madden. So that that's kind of why I didn't vote for Madden there. Yeah, so. I actually that's how I used to play Grand Theft Auto. It was the same way you were talking about with Just Cause. Yeah, oh, it's, it's great. Three, Three yep. uh, Vice City and San Andreas. That's how I played it. Was sure. passing the controller a lot of that's... the time. I, I still have fond memories of uh, Mother's Day, where uh, we were all together with my brother and I. Uh, were with our mom and dad, and we were playing Grand Theft Auto Four, and we gave the controller to my mom. And I swear, <laughs> I've never seen her so having so much fun with a video game before. <laughs> I knew that story was going to be weird when you started. <laughs> <laughs> Just picturing your mom playing Grand Theft Auto Four. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, she enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I bet. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Mother's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty funny. But uh, so the, the runner-up for best multiplayer experience of 2015 is Splatoon. Awesome. So people liked that, which is good. Uh, but the, the winner is probably no surprise to anybody, Rocket League. Ooh, good job. It's like yep. it well-deserved. Yep, yep, yep. I still think it's crazy that um, they actually released... Have they already made that game before? Yeah, they basically already made that game before. I don't remember what it was called. Um, soccer, Rocket I Sports. Think. Do what? Rocket Sports. Rocket Sports? Rocket something. Rocket, I, I car. Yeah, car soccer. Car, yeah, something car like soccer. that. Yeah, top um, but the, uh, let's see, Psionics or, or something like that. It was a uh, supersonic acrobatic rocket-powered battle cars. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yep. I like That's that. Awesome. Better. Much better. So supersonic acrobatic rocket-powered battle cars was actually released in 2008 for the PS3. And uh, it did not do well at all. It got, like, I like sixes and stuff. they just re-released it with a shorter title. Right? <laughs> 
Hey, they re-released it with the shorter tile and, and for free. free on PlayStation Plus. And everybody was like, this is the best thing ever. Um, so I, I find that to be pretty hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, best multiplayer game. There yeah. it is. All right, now on to best single-player experience of 2015. Guess what, guys? You have a different answer, I hope. No. <laughs> okay, dang it. I was trying to think of something just really off the wall that you would have voted for, but I was, no, no. no well, Joel, what do you have? Uh, my pick for this one uh, was uh, close. It was tough, um, but I actually went with Rise of the Tomb Raider. I mm. have not been as engrossed in the game um, this year like I was with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, I had four days to play it before ha- needing to write a review, um, and I didn't even... I could have only had a day because I just played straight through that game. Um, I lost an entire weekend just loving every second of that game and I've actually gone back and played almost the whole experience again which I almost never do Yeah. Um, and I'm just spending more time in the world and it's just a great experience, it's one of the best um, single player experience games I've actually had in a long time uh, it's up there with a Naughty Dog level of polish which is just unheard of it, there's just very few developers out there that can do that and um, it's just I've said this before but it's really a shame that that game um didn't get the uh, sales numbers that it should have, but uh, right. but I think they've actually um, announced that it's coming out to PC in like January or February. Yeah, January. So pretty soon here that uh, you know other people will get to play it, which is good. Uh, as many people need to play that as as possible because it is fantastic. Alan, um, yeah, <laughs> you guys have indulged me um, way too much in these previous. Uh, uh, podcast, so I'm just going to say Life is Strange is my best single player for every single reason that I have said across three and a half podcasts. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Life is Strange, best single player, go play it. Nice. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Brian? Um, so I was really torn. Uh, and obviously, you know, I've I've gone into why I was torn before. Um, I it, it definitely for me comes down to either um, Arkham Knight or uh, The Witcher Three. And being that I, you know, I think The Witcher Three is probably the best game to come out this year. Um, I, I went ahead and I put that down. Um, nice. There's, I loved everything about Arkham Knight, um, and voting for The Witcher Three takes nothing away from it. But I think that on the scale um, that The Witcher put out. Um, for it to have, uh, for its only weak point to be an, uh, a rather um, crappy inventory system, um, which is easy enough to just get around and ignore once you kind of figure out your way around it, mm-hmm. um, for that to be the only weak point in what was easily like a seventy to eighty hour adventure um, that where no part of that was felt like wasted time. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's there there was no question that that's number one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I voted for The Witcher Three here as well um, because it is it is quite possibly just the most complete single player experience that I've ever seen. Like it's there's so much jammed into this game, and it's not just an issue of you know quantity over quality. Like everything is is so lovingly made and just 
fantastic. Like it's it's amazing. It's it's so good. And um and yeah, it's the the content that they've been adding to it for free plus the the other stuff for, you know, expansion packs. Uh just how much there is to do in this game. Uh it's it's amazing from the the combat to the the magic to the story to the characters. It's it's all just lovely. It's a great game. And uh, so our, our runners-up for best single-player experience. Uh, we've got a three-way tie uh, for number three, and that is Rise of the Tomb Raider, Life is Strange, and Metal Gear Solid V. Uh, our second runner-up is actually Fallout 4. And uh, our, uh, our best... So uh, do you guys want to talk about anything in, in Fallout 4 before we move on to the, the best single-player game you know, no. all-time? No? I don't okay. feel like being angry right now. All right, sure. That's, that's fair. Um, well, I have more... a lot less anger at that, but, you know, I don't think anything else really needs to be said. If you follow yeah. up, it's, it's a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. And as, as single-player experiences go, um, they're okay. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> they're pretty okay. That's not making me feel uh... like that should have been the number two game, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, when compared to everything else, I can't really speak to... To any of the other ones, I heard Metal Gear was kind of cool, right? You know, the, the, at the same time, there's the, the rest of them, and, and at least in my opinion, have been kind of crap play wise. So they're great yeah. games to watch other people play. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the number one single player experience of 2015 is The Witcher Three. Yay! Yeah. Excellent. Good choice. That's, that's fantastic. Yep, it's right yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, so moving on from there to best handheld game or handheld slash mobile game of 2015. Joel? Oh, all right. Uh, best handheld game. Um, so I did not. It's kind of funny. I, I thought this market and maybe it had it obviously has because people are making boatloads of money in this market. But it's a market that I thought I would be far more into at this point. Um, just I thought the trajectory for mobile games was going to be really exciting, and I thought it was going to draw me in. But I really don't play that many games on my phone like I thought I would. Yeah. Um, like around like the iPhone 3G, 3GS, 4 time frame. I really thought it was going to start blowing up, but it just really hasn't for me. Um, so the one game I did play was probably the least technical iOS release ever, um, and that was Lifeline, uh, a text adventure game. Uh, which basically just uses notifications as its only piece of technology, that and text. Um, and basically it's a text adventure game where guys um, are stuck on a planet, his crew, um, there's been a massive explosion, and you are his only point of contact to help him get through this um, really tough time right. um, and so he will ask you for advice and then go off and do it and if you play the game like it was built a half hour 45 minutes a couple hours can go by and you'll get a message from him again like a text message saying hey here's kind of where I'm, uh, here's an update what should i do next and it is such an engrossing experience it's so cool and the story is really really well written um, it, it reminds me of a little bit like The Martian, um, where you've got a, it's kind of snarky, um, but uh, still still kind of lighthearted and uh, just a really, really great experience. Um, I have not played Lifeline 2. I believe, Jonathan, you said there's two other Lifeline games out there. I have there not are. Played, yep. I have not played either of those, so I can't speak to it. 
but the original Lifeline um, was, I know, on the top charts for a long time. I think it still is, uh, and rightfully so. It's a great, great little experience, and it uses notifications really cool and uh, just a really fun uh, little experience that you can have during your day. And uh, if you're like me and you're working an eight to five, and you have, you know, time to for every half hour to an hour to get a quick text message and respond, uh, it's pretty cool, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And, to me, that's the kind of mobile experience that I've kind of come to like now uh, in 2015. So yeah, my game's mm-hmm. Lifeline. Yeah, it, it is really good. And I, I have picked up... Uh, so there are two Lifeline um, sequels. One is called Silent Night, uh, which is a, a Christmas... Um, so I don't know how it relates to Christmas, except for the fact that it starts off with uh, Taylor, who is the, the protagonist of the, the first game, saying, I think this is how it goes. Uh, it was the night before Christmas and all through the ship. Everyone was woken up by something on the radar blip. Um, and that so far is the only thing that is Christmas related. Uh, I don't know how else it, it relates to the holidays. Um, but that is a, a direct continuation of the story with Taylor. And then Lifeline 2 is actually a completely different thing set in a, a fantasy world. Um, oh, cool. But, uh, but yeah, Lifeline, the first one is, is absolutely great. It's, it's 99 cents right now uh, with the new games coming out. So I would highly recommend that. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, go play it. Uh, Alan? That sounds that sounds really cool. I have to check that out. Um, I uh, voted for Rayman Adventures. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for those UbiArt games, and I was ever since uh, Rayman Origins. So it's really cool to see um, these guys, you know, put out not only quality handheld games but substantial. I mean, there's there's a lot of content there, and and it's perfect to play in fits and starts. Um, you know, at in during breaks at work or, you know, just kind of killing some time at home. Um, mm-hmm. Again, really, I think what, what does it is it's it's got that great art style, that great music, um, and, uh, yeah, just really fun. Really, really fun to play. Yeah, you, you missed it, Alan. I, I, I poo-pooed on, on Rayman Adventures a lot that was, earlier. That was his most disappointing game of the yeah. year. <sighs> Sorry. Well, if you just just make sure that Life is Strange win these two best categories, and then but but yeah, so the, those previous Rayman games are great, though. You should mm-hmm. play those. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Brian, what about you? Um, so I originally put down a vote for Fallout Shelter because um, I really couldn't think of anything else that I played this year mobily, mobily. Mobily. That's a. That's not a right word. Mobily. Nope. That's not correct. Mobily. <laughs> Mobily in the jungle. Mobily with Bashira. They're, the they're, bear. they're remaking uh, Jungle Book there. They okay. are, yeah. and that looked really neat. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Bobagira. I'm sorry, Bashira. I, I pronounced Mobily as Mobily, so that everything was wrong. Um, I but my actual pick, and and um, it's a, another Lara Croft game. Um, it is not Go, which I really want to get, um, because that looks and sounds awesome. Um, but it's uh, Lara Croft Relic Run. And yeah. it is basically, it is an endless runner um, that is really fun. 
Um, it's her doing, uh, you know, like running through uh, relics and like, broken down cities and being chased by dogs um, and like dinosaurs and craziness. And um, you're just kind of, you know, you're collecting coins, you're collecting um, clues to find uh, hidden relics along your run, who would have guessed? Um, and, you know, like, you're know, collecting weapons and stuff and using those weapons to defeat um, crazy mummies and lizard men, because why not? Mm -hmm. um, but it's a, it is a great time waster, and if you were at all into uh, Endless Runners, um, that is definitely one that's worthy enough to, to sink your teeth into. Sure. They just recently changed the way the whole thing works. Yep. Which is kind of weird. Um, so, obviously, I haven't played this in a while, uh, but... I could speak to Relic Run of like three months ago, and that was fun. So this should still be kind of fun. Should be. I, yeah. I haven't really played it since the the big update. Either. I don't know. If, yeah. So um, I'm not like maybe this isn't a good vote, but you know that's what I'm going with. Sure. Sure. Best mo best mobile best mobile game is Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> always. It's always that always wins. Yeah. Always. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's Netflix is pretty good. Um, so yeah, uh, Lara Croft uh, or Tomb Raider Relic Run or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, it's is is not bad. Um, cool. But um, I voted for the other Tomb Raider game that came out on mobile this year, you, and that is Lara right. Croft Go, and that is is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I've I think I've talked about it before in the the best puzzle category, and all of that still holds true. It's it's a whole lot of fun. It's beautiful. It's it's well designed. It's it's difficult, but I haven't had it to where it's it's so difficult that uh, I get you know super frustrated with. It's usually one of those things where I try something several times. I say you know what I can't do this right now, and I come back you know thirty minutes later, maybe a day later, or something like that, and I, I figure it out, and it's just incredibly satisfying to get through the puzzles. And also you know the fact that Lara Croft is running around in Rico Rodri Rico Rodriguez's blue jumpsuit from. Um, just cause three. It's it's great. It's fantastic. So uh, so yeah, you should you should play that game. It's good. It's good. So the uh, the winner is is not Lara Croft Go uh, or or Relic Run or um, Life is Strange or it's not Life is Strange either. Damn. Um, <clears throat> it's um it's it's not Rayman. It's not Lifeline. Uh, it's actually Fallout Shelter. Oh, yeah, it's I the can, only yeah, one anybody agreed that. on. That that uh, that had the virtue of that moment you rarely see at a press conference where you have like the head director of a major game coming out saying, "Oh, by the way, hey, I check this out. This is a, a game that we made kind of while we were working on Fallout Four, and uh, it's got all this. And oh, by the way, it's available right now. Yeah, and it's free." Yeah. And it's free, yeah. You never have to put any money in it, and you still get everything. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> Indeed. All right, so moving on to our last category for the night is best console or uh, PC game. And so I, I feel like I can just guess here. Um, Joel, Tomb Raider, Alan, Life is Strange, Brian, Witcher, me, Witcher. Is That's that, right. Is that accurate? That, that is correct. All right. Yes. I was going to make a joke, but I was like, oh. that, <laughs> that is like, that is what I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if, um, if this had been a separate, like, just best console game, 
I would have been really tempted to throw Arkham Knight on there. Sure, sure. But that, because uh, it was best console slash PC, uh, there was no way in good conscience I could have done that. Sure. Yeah, and and you know we've said multiple times it it's not Batman's fault it's that not. he is the runner no. up to Geralt. It, it is totally Geralt's it's, fault. Yes. Yep. That's oh man, and both of those are are such such good games. Um, oh man, they're they're fantastic. Uh, Batman, Batman's <coughs> a lot of fun though. Witcher's a Batman's lot of fun. fun. Batman's yeah. fun until I remember the not so fun stuff, and it really kind of stuck in my craw. Um, like trying to one hundred percent that game. Oh, that's uh, which yeah. which uh, involves yeah. fighting Deathstroke, which is the same exact. Uh, Arkham Knight fight, except um, like uh, slightly easier and less headache-inducing. Yes. And then there you was... could just drive backwards and shoot him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there was the madness with the Riddler trophies, where there's there's so God, there's so many of them. There's like 241 or whatever. That's that, and that half of is... what there was in Arkham City. And there and there's that map is so damn huge. And then you get to that fight with the Riddler and then he's got the giant like Lex Luthor style suit and like oh Batman yes. you're not you can't stop me you have to collect all my trophies then I'll let the shield down for you to beat the crap out of me I'm like oh I don't want to do so, that I don't, know if I, ever told, I don't know if I ever told you this Alan because I don't know if you were on for those um, but my experience with the Riddler was a little different mm-hmm. because before I finished his last riddle I had actually collected all of the riddles Ugh. Of except, course you did. Except for the very last one, which is in the room where his final like Catwoman challenge is. Oh yeah. Mm. And so I did the cat. I I got the riddle first, and then died during the Catwoman challenge. And apparently that death reset the fact that I'd gotten the riddle. Oh. So uh. I had I, I I finished the challenge, got to that point, walked oh. into the back room, grabbed the riddle. Catwoman's like, no no, we got to go outside. You can't deal with this right now. Oh. And so Batman begrudgingly goes outside. I go through that whole um, oh. like oh. scene and then turn around and I can't open the door. <gasps> and I was like, I did not collect these 200 things to not be able to get back in there. And it turns oh, out crap. that I had to do the Catwoman thing first. Oh. So I ended up fighting the, the Riddler like four times. Oh. I still super enjoyed it. But there was a moment <laughs> there where I was really pissed yeah. at that game. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. See, my, my experience with that was, you know, I, I got Catwoman out of the, the Riddler's weird challenges, and uh, he's there ready to fight, and then he's like, no, you have to catch all, or get all my riddles, and then he locks himself in the basement of that building. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Catwoman's yeah. just like, you can just stay there, Eddie. And I was like, you know what? She's yeah. on to something. Yeah. He, yeah. If he's just going to leave himself locked in there, not harming people, screw him. He's he just stay there. Batman to come back. Yeah. Batman's going to come back. Yeah, no. No, screw that. Time, I swear. I'm sure of it. I've, I've got way more important things to do. Like, you know, stop everybody in the city from dying. So. I'd already stopped yeah. everybody. I had nothing left to do. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, he was the last thing. I was just going to abandon everybody then. Uh, I had to go blow myself up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh but yeah that was i i did not do that and i also i know a lot of people had a lot of issues with the the driving um i i really kind of enjoyed the driving because it was 
once I got used to the fact that you always feel like you're almost out of control, yeah. I started to really kind of jive with it because mm-hmm. it, it's like embracing that out of controlness. Um, and the fact that most of the things that you run into are just going to explode and you'll drive through yeah. them anyway. Yeah. Um, so most obstacles don't actually matter. Uh, and the fact that, you know, pretty early on in the game, you get the ability to jettison from your Batmobile and just soar that is pretty cool. high into the air just kind of makes up for, for any yeah. of that other stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Arkham Knight is, is a really good game. I, I'm really glad that Shadow of Mordor came out last year. And I went on this, you know, like almost year long journey and was able to enjoy Arkham Knight the way that I should have. That's, uh, that was, that was good times. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, any, any thoughts that you guys want to say about The Witcher or Tomb Raider or Life is Strange before I reveal the, the winners? Life is Strange is pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh... It is, but so is also uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think it's a great game, and I hope people play it when it comes out on PS4 I, and PC yes. next year. I, yeah. I was playing it just before we started doing the podcast, so yeah. <laughs> wait. I don't it's, know if I want to play it on PC first or if I want to just wait for everything, because I'm sure the PS4 one's going to come with all the, the DLC up till that yeah, point. Yeah, they, they said that it was... Um, I read something where they said it was probably going to be about a year before the PS4 one actually came out. Yeah, PS4 is holiday so, next year, so... Yeah. So I, mean, just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it may happen earlier. It may not. We'll see. It's, you know, it, it's one of those games where anything that they release for it will be icing on the cake yes. uh, because it is, it is a fully complete game. Like it doesn't feel short. It's, you know, it, I want to say it took me like 16, 17 hours, maybe 20 or so yeah, to, that's about right. to get through. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a short game. Um, it's, it's very, very well fleshed out. Uh, just a, a whole lot of fun. So um, no matter where you you choose to play it, it'll it'll be worth it. Um, cool. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Witcher is is obviously mine. <laughs> Witcher's great. Um, but uh, our runners up for best PC console game of 2015 uh, is actually a tie for second place, and that is Super Mario Maker and Life is Strange. All right, I'll take it. Go Super Mario I, Maker. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just and don't I look, have yeah. a desire to make my own Mario games. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. But I'm, I love I'm Mario happy for, I'm, I'm happy that it's been doing well. Sure. Yeah. It would be kind of funny if they released a um, a discounted version of the game. So what? I'm. How much is that? Probably is it fifty, sixty bucks? It's a full. It's a full price. Full game, price. So it's sixty bucks. Um, if they released a a discounted one, so maybe twenty or thirty dollars, where it doesn't have the maker. It's just, it's just the Mario ability. No, it's just the ability for you to play other people's creations. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I still wouldn't. I, I'd rather just play Nintendo levels. Sure. The stuff that people seem to be putting out that I've watched look horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't look like fun. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them look really good, and I'm like having watched like very, uh, very many streams of people doing stuff. There are a lot of great creators out there. Um, there are a lot of nightmare creators out there. Yeah, sure. it seems more like, nightmare than great creators. Good, yeah, like and like real night, like these guys put a a ton of thought into making your Mario level hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched some that are just trying to make just straight Mario levels, and those to me just seem like if if they came out with to what Jonathan's saying, like a twenty dollar, like here's the best Mario Mario levels like that we've gotten from the community. I'd be more interested in that than watching like. What like Patrick Klepek's 
against uh, like all yeah, that crap that um Riker. well you're basically yeah, playing that... super meat boy pretty much sure. yep and that that obviously if you listen to these five hours of podcasting i'm not a big fan of hard games so that's not really <laughs> what i was looking for right Indeed. Well, the uh, the winner for best console slash PC game is none other than The Witcher Three. The Witcher Three. Yay! The Witcher Three continues. I've chosen. <laughs> you chose wisely. Yes. You did well, sir. Yep. Indeed. Well, well, that does it for for this uh, third episode of our. Um, what is this? Game of the Year stuff? Yeah, that's what we're yeah. doing. Um, <laughs> Something like that. I think that's what we've been doing. I don't yeah. know. There's uh, been uh, so much talking going on. It might be 2016 already. I have no idea. But um, but yeah, that, that does it for this episode. So come back for our fourth and final episode. Uh, and don't forget, I'm going to call it the third episode. But just ignore that. Insert the word four for three, and it'll all be okay. And you know, Brian will be confused, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. I should, but I've spent so much time explaining it now. Then you know, it it would. Yeah, no, that'll really confuse them because then they'll go in expecting to hear third, and you'll just have dubbed in four. Exactly, and I don't want to confuse the listeners any more than I already have. So already confused. Yeah. You should be. You should be. Well, thank you guys so much for sitting down and talking about video games for the past year. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, check out darkstation.com for all of our Game of the Year stuff. And uh, yeah, you guys have a good night. Have a fantastic right. rest of the year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bye.